0: Happy Wednesday, happy hump day, as they say. I hope your week is going very well so far. And I hope that the episodes that you have listened to on Friday and on Monday have blessed you. So, I've got another really good episode coming up today. And I look forward to sharing with you about spiritual gifts. So, are you currently using your spiritual gifts in the workplace? Or do you even know what your spiritual gifts are? In today's episode, we're talking about spiritual gifts and how you can use them in the workplace for the glory of God. As Christian women in leadership, we often find ourselves struggling with the balance between implementing faith-based leadership principles and the worldly perspectives of our colleagues and team members. You once felt passionate about leadership, but have often come up against people with fixed mindsets who are unwilling to change. You feel like giving up and stepping out of your leadership role because is it really worth it? Friend, you're in the right place. Here, we're not only going to talk about the challenges, we're going to tackle them head on with a faith-based approach that's both practical and empowering. So, if you're ready to transform your leadership journey, to set boundaries that make a real impact and to create a workplace culture where both you and your team can thrive, then join me in uncovering the strategies wisdom, and godly guidance that will lead you to success. I'm Rika Whelan, and welcome to the Women of Faith in Leadership podcast. Together, we're going to navigate leadership with faith as our foundation. Let's get started. Grab your coffee or water, keep that notebook and pen handy, and let's jumpstart your leadership. I'd like to read this review from Lisa from RedeemHerTime.com. She says, thank you for supporting Christian women in leadership. I love that there is a place where Christian women in leadership can become the leaders God has called them to be and create an environment based on biblical principles. As a leader, it is tempting to lead from the front and realize there's no one following or to engage in what the group is doing out of a desire to be liked. I truly believe that as leaders, we are called to fill up with him first. So that way, he is what pours out of us. Thank you for giving us a place to grow with other like-minded women. Wow, thank you so much, Lisa. That was an amazing review. And yes, you spoke 100% truth there. He should leave, We should lead with him next to us and with him first in everything that we do. So before we jump into discussing how you can use your spiritual gifts in the workplace, if you do not know what your spiritual gifts are or or you've never done a survey or a questionnaire, I'm going to put a link in the description where you can go and fill in a survey. So it's it's a couple of questions and it's actually not a couple, it's a little bit more than a couple. But basically, just answer it as truthfully as you can. And then from there, it'll punch out for you what spiritual gifts you have. And you can go and pray over it. I think praying over anything that comes from the web is always important so that you can also discern and hear from God about what your spiritual gifts are. And if something's come up up from that survey and you don't feel that that's you, then just use it. Don't use it. I think ultimately... Surveys and questionnaires are good, but if you can go and hear from God about your spiritual gifts, then that would be amazing. So what are spiritual gifts? So in 1 Corinthians 12 verses 1 to 11, Paul lists the following spiritual gifts. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, workings of miracles, prophecy, distinguishing spirits, various kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues so paul was talking to the congregation here and he said that if we live in god we will receive the following spiritual gifts from him now in recent years these spiritual gifts have actually been broken down into 15 different spiritual gifts so there was 9 just there but what, the, what some leaders in the churches have done is they've broken it a little bit more down and I really like these five different spiritual gifts. And most, I think that survey that you're going to fill out also concentrates on these 15. So here we, here we go. Here's the 15 spiritual gifts. Administration, being an apostle, discernment, evangelism, exhortation, faith, giving, healing, helper, hospitality, knowledge, leadership, mercy or compassion, prophecy, serving, speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues, teaching or shepherding, and then wisdom. Okay, so obviously not all of these spiritual gifts are going to be relevant for the workplace. For example, the interpretation of tongues or speaking in tongues or the gift of healing unless you're working in a church environment where that happens on a day-to-day basis or it happens on Sundays when you go to church, then that's okay. But more so in the corporate environment or in other workplaces, in healthcare or in things like that. Actually in healthcare you can definitely see miracles as well. They definitely, They I have heard of some doctors who say that something's inoperable and the, the person has you know, months or so ever to live, and then they see a miracle when they go do the X-rays again or the MRI. That tumor or that cancer is gone. So definitely in the healthcare sector, you can see some miracles there. But in the corporate environment, that doesn't happen very often. If you're working in a school, maybe, maybe not. So how can you? How can you then use the spiritual gifts that are basically left over to the glory of God? Okay. So let's talk about administration. Well, if you're really good at administration, the way that you can use that spiritual gift is by doing administration, you know, being really good at that administration work but also administration is more about the way that things are sorted and the way that things are displayed and organized. So if you're really good at administration, you're highly likely very organized, you like organization, and you like to help other people with organization. So whether that you can use that gift in the workplace is by helping other people get organized, and just giving your time to help them and to teach them how to get organized, how to sort things and how to get on top of all of their administration. Then Spirit of Discernment. So Spirit of Discernment is something that I'd mentioned in both the previous episodes and it's something that we can ask God to get if you don't have Spirit of Discernment at the moment. And and by the way, any of these spiritual gifts, you can ask God to give that spiritual gift to you. And interestingly enough, you can actually also ask God to take it away. So I did a, when I was very, when I was younger, I think I must have been a teenager, I, I, I think I must have been a teenager or a young adult, I I had the, the spiritual gift of compassion or mercy, and it really, really, really troubled me to see people who were struggling financially, who were living on the street, who were They were dead poor. They were were so poor. It was, you know, my heart broke for those people. And really, it kept me up at night. And I asked God to take that away. To take that compassion and that feeling that tormented, because I felt tormented by it. I asked him to take it away. And not surprisingly, he actually did. And I started noticing that I don't feel like that anymore. And then I knew that God had taken it away. But... Obviously, I realized that that was a mistake, and that spiritual gift God gave to me for a reason because He wanted me to be able to feel compassion for people and so th- that I can use that compassion and mercy towards those people. And He gave it back to me when I asked Him. So, definitely, you can ask God to add one of these spiritual gifts or more, if that is something that you want, believe me, he's not going to hold it back from you because especially if you are planning to use that spiritual gift to his glory. So Spirit of Discernment, I love that one because it's really just a way for us to discern throughout the day when things are good or evil, or things are good or bad and I've used it multiple times at work to discern whether people are lying to me or not and or whether a situation at work might have a long-term impact on me or my team, and whether I should actually jump at that opportunity or not. So Spirit of Discernment, I mean, there's lots of ways you can use it in your personal life, but at work, I actually love the Spirit of Discernment because it's a really good way for you to also base your decision-making on that. And Spirit of Discernment, I felt, and I've always felt like that, is something that comes along with practice, it's really something that you have to practice a lot to make sure that you got it correct and that you really heard from God. Because remember the spirit of discernment is 100% connected with God and with the Holy Spirit. So if you've got the spirit of discernment then that means that you are hearing directly from God about a situation. So you have to practice whether you heard God's voice correctly or not. And if you didn't, then you do, then you go and reflect on it and then you just try again. Try again, try again until you get it right. There is a wonderful, wonderful series by Pastor Andrew Womack. He talks about four ways that you can ensure that you're hearing God's voice correctly. So I would highly recommend that, uh, Pastor Andrew Womack go and have a listen to that. That is really, really, really good. And it's a, I think it's a 20 part series, but he talks about those four ways over the 20 episodes. So that was really enlightening. I really like that. When we get to the next one, which is evangelism, I spoke in the last episode about balancing faith and professionalism. And I spoke there about, you know, not forcing God on people, but, ha- but having those op- or taking up those opportunities to speak to people about your testimony and about God and your values and evangelism essentially is telling people about God and and just sharing your testimony and sharing how amazing he is and, fingers crossed, you convert them to Christianity. But ultimately it's really hard to do that in our workplaces, again, depending on your job or depending on where you work because we are there to do our jobs. We're getting paid for the job that we've been employed to. And I would hate for anyone to lose their job or to get into trouble because they were evangelizing. So I think when it comes to evangelism, you really, again, have to really just discern from God when is there an opportunity to talk to a person? And should you take that opportunity? Is it the right time? Is it the right place? And yeah, so you can definitely live out your values at work. And that is one thing that I mentioned in the previous podcast. to show people who you are and that you have a relationship with God, you live out and live, breathe, and show other people your values. For example, I mentioned integrity. If you want to live by integrity, which I highly recommend, then do the right thing all the time, whether somebody's looking or not, because then people are going to know that you walk in integrity and they'll respect you for that ultimately. Now, when it comes to faith, faith basically belief is the ultimate belief or the extraordinary belief that God can help you in any situation. And sometimes man, you know, us as human beings, we really struggle with the spiritual gift of faith because we, we've, we God gave us our own brains. You know, he gave us the ability to choose He gave us autonomy in our decision-making. Sometimes it's really hard for some people to just have faith because they want to make that decision. They believe that God gave them the ability to make that decision. And that's okay. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But having faith means that you have extraordinary belief. So you can definitely practice this in your workplace by motivating people and just trusting that God's will will prevail. And you can use this to support and motivate others, like I mentioned. And you can say things like, you know, it'll all work out the way it should, it's going to be okay, we'll figure this out and we'll come up with a solution together. So you have faith that things are going to work out and even if there were mistakes made, you are going to walk a journey with that person, you're going to walk a journey with God if it was you, and you're going to have faith that things, are going to, that things work out for the best. Giving is another one, so this could be financially or it could be giving of your time, that also comes in with the spiritual gift of serving, which we'll get to in a minute. But giving is really just you don't mind to give. give, 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 give to people. And you just really invest your time and effort and everything into your employees. Now, if you don't have that and if you don't have a desire to you know, be giving, that's okay. Because remember, we do need boundaries in the workplace as well. It's actually very important that we have boundaries and that we are not giving 100% of ourselves at work, and then we've got nothing left for our family at home. So this can actually be a tricky one, especially if you're very committed to your workplace. But giving is a great way to use your spiritual gift and to show others God and the values that you live by, by giving. Helper. So helper and serving, I'm going to talk about those two now. So Being a helper and serving other people is just really you've got a heart for other people. You've got a heart for serving them, you've got a heart for being there for them and just improving whatever they are doing at that point in time. So if you're serving in the church, it means you're giving up your time, you're volunteering in the children's church, you're you're giving up your time on a Sunday instead to just receive the Word of God, you're also serving the people who are coming to receive the Word of God. And if you're a servant leader... It means that you really just serve your employees. You're there for them. You support them in everything that they do. And you give up, like I mentioned, a lot of your time and a lot of what you do to help them, to just serve them, to be better workers and to improve their professionalism as well hospitality. So hospitality is another great one in the workplace that you can use because this is through events and through small little deeds that you do for other people to be hospitable, especially to new staff, for example, just a great way to show God's love to everyone in the workplace. Knowledge. So, knowledge again. You can use the knowledge that God has given you, and you can you can ask God for exceptional knowledge and wisdom. Because believe me, He and that because that's the last one as well is wisdom. So, I'm going to talk about knowledge and wisdom together. And you can really pray for God to give you extraordinary wisdom and knowledge because He will and He wants to because He wants you to succeed in everything that you do, especially if it's for the glory of Him and for His kingdom. So another great way is to share your knowledge and your wisdom because you studied your qualification for a purpose because maybe you felt that that was your life calling and you're in that job potentially for a reason. I mean, you might hate your job, but just know that God has you there for a reason and there's something that you need to learn or do at that workplace that God wants you to do. So go and pray about it. See how you can use your spiritual gifts in that workplace, whether you hate that workplace or not. There's always a way that you can use your spiritual gifts. Leadership. So most of you listening to this podcast will be leaders because that is the aim of this podcast, is women of faith in leadership. And again, another great way to live out your spiritual gifts is through leadership, through leading people, showing them what to do, guiding them, and ultimately just leading them in the right way, and not leading them, you know, to do the wrong thing, but leading them, and, and you know what, ultimately in 10 years time, they if they think about you as their leader, what is the vision, or what is the picture that you want them to think about you as a leader, and it's, it's so lovely, I had a colleague, a previous colleague of mine said that I was the best leader that they ever worked for. And, you know, credit to God for that, because that was not my doing. I just did what he wanted me to do. And I prayed a lot. I prayed a lot through that whole leadership journey. And finally, I'll give myself some credit. I still did all those things. But ultimately, it's glory to God that I made a success of that leadership role. And I'm truly just thankful for him for bestowing those spiritual gifts on me and that I can use them in the workplace. I think leadership is such a fantastic way to live out our spiritual gifts because through leadership, we can impact other people. And I believe it was John Maxwell that said, and all you all know, I love John Maxwell, but I think it was he that said, or it was Stephen Covey, actually, Stephen R. Covey that said, As leaders, we impact and influence the trajectories of people's lives, and we have the ultimate influence on anybody or any employee or any colleague, even for that matter, and what we do and say with those employees will stay with them for the rest of their lives. So as leaders, we have the best and the most important job of all with our employees and to just be there for them, and to support them, but also to keep them accountable. You guys know how I feel about accountability, and professional development is, you know, you can't just let people get away with things just because you've got a servant heart, or just because you've got a heart for your employees. No, people also need to be kept accountable, and over the five years that I was in this one role that I was in, I kept my team constantly accountable, and they really respected me for it, because I wasn't just going to say, fine, you know, today Today I say A and tomorrow I say B. No, I stuck to the same thing all the time and they knew me for that. They knew I wasn't just going to say one thing one day and one thing another day. Okay, so that's leadership. Um, mercy and compassion, I've I already mentioned, you know, that's that feeling towards other people and my daughter actually has a spiritual gift of compassion and. I really just respect her for that. She's 12 and it's so clear and true that she has mercy for other people. And, yeah, I just really pray that God will use that spiritual gift in her for his glory. And I can see that she's already doing that without even knowing it. And it's a, it is a it is really hard spiritual gift to have because, like I mentioned, I was really troubled by having so much compassion for other people but instead of thinking about how I could actually have used that to my advantage, I just wanted it away. But having compassion and mercy for people in the workplace means that you're going to be really understanding towards people's circumstances. And yes, you're there to do a job. They're there to do a job. They need to be kept kept accountable. However, there's that addition of just having a little bit of compassion. So instead of just being hardball and not understanding where they're coming from, not really caring about their personal circumstances because they're here to do a job, you've got that addition of compassion where you just actually understand what they go through. And then you use that understanding basically towards to an advantage to help them through whatever they're going through not as a counselor but just to say okay we um, i understand that you're going through this tough time at the moment let's let's say it's a divorce i understand that you're going or it's a death of of a partner i understand that you're going through that maybe do you need a break because i can see that your performance is falling i don't want your performance to fall because i i think that you're a great worker what what can we do in this instance to help you is taking a break the best? Is reducing your duties the best? What can we do to help and support you? Because I really just need you to, you know, continue with the performance or uh, there's an important project that needs to be completed. You know, maybe they need to be removed from that project team for a short period of time or just be put on a different team. So yeah, definitely you can use compassion. Um, And I already spoke about serving and then teaching or shepherding. That's the last one I want to mention because not all of them are relevant to the workplace. But teaching or shepherding, again, is a really great way through mentoring and coaching. As a leader, you can be a mentor and a coach to your team. And John Maxwell has the equipping model where he basically says that leaders first do it. Then they have the other person, their employee, with them. So the leader does it and the employee just observes. Then the employee does it and the leader observes. Then the employee just does it autonomously. And then that employee will then have someone else who they're going to teach and mentor and coach. So teaching and shepherding is a really great way for us to teach people, you know, not in the workplace about the you know, policies and procedures and things like that. And especially if it's new staff. if you're really good at teaching people, then you should be on the induction team. You should be running those inductions. If you're really good at teaching people, you're really good at explaining things, then you've possibly got the this, this spiritual gift of teaching and shepherding and ultimately just guiding those people in the right direction. So I really hope that you got a lot of value from this this episode. I was really looking forward to doing this episode, and I had written it down a little while ago already. And I was just waiting for the Lord, and I was waiting to hear from Him when was the right time to to bring in this episode. Because before every single episode, and before I even when I do the planning of the episodes. I just go to him and I say, "Lord, I've got this plan for an episode, but what do you think about that?" And quite often, I would deviate. I would go to a different episode. I've actually got like fifteen episodes planned ahead of the t- ahead of time. But before I start recording and before I start deciding what I'm actually going to say in the um, episode, because I do write a like an outline, so I at least know, you know, because I can get on a tangent and deviate quite a bit or digress like I'm doing right now and then um, you know I write an outline but I would quite often just I will actually before every single episode I would go to God and say is it the right time for this episode so I felt that today was the right time for this episode to talk to you about spiritual gifts in the workplace and I really hope that this episode was of value for you and if you would please leave me a review. I'd really appreciate it. It's a really good way to grow the podcast, grow the community. And I only currently have six people in the Women of Faith in Leadership Facebook group. So I really want to grow that Facebook group so that I can connect with all of you. I have got listeners from all over the world. So really let me read out to you all the countries that are uh, that are listening to the Women of Faith in Leadership podcast at the moment. So we have Australia, United States, South Africa, New Zealand, United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, Iran. Then we also have Canada, Sri Lanka, Philippines, Democratic Republic of Congo, Spain, France, United Kingdom and Israel. So that is a wide variety of people and I have only seen reviews from... Australia, United States, and South Africa. So maybe, oh, actually, and the United Kingdom. So if you're in the other countries that I mentioned and you haven't left a review, come on, Germany, Canada, Sri Lanka, Philippines, Democratic Republic of Congo, Spain, France, all those countries... But if you're in one of those countries, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a review. It'd be amazing. Oh, I didn't mention India. India definitely should be up there as well. I ranked, the podcast actually ranked in India for the first time the other day. So I've ranked top 200 in Australia and South Africa and then India, which is really very interesting. So please leave a review. I want to expand as much as possible to different countries because I just want to get God's word out there. I want to impact leaders and I just want to follow my the calling that God has on my life, and that is to impact Women of Faith in Leadership. So there's also a giveaway. I mentioned that at the beginning. So you can also, as part of the giveaway, there are bonus entries. And part of the bonus entries is to share the Women of Faith in Leadership podcast with other people, to go and join the Facebook group. Maybe you can be a member number seven or eight or nine or ten. That would be amazing. And then also to like the Facebook page and then to subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcast or on Spotify if you haven't done that yet. So there are ways that you can earn some extra bonus points for the giveaway. Okay, well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and we I will see you again on Friday. Thanks so much for listening. If this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a review. Your feedback means the world to me and lights me up every single time when I read it and it makes me want to keep going. So please leave a review and your review will also help other Christian women in leadership find the answers they are looking for. So whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the review section and leave that review. Then head over to womenoffaithinleadership.com and join our free Facebook community and I look forward to engaging with you there.